From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host, OCFA's Assistant Chief of Organizational Planning, Mike Schrader. All right. Uh, well, welcome back to OCFA Pass Along Podcast. Wanted to uh, bring you up to the latest and greatest, as many of you know. Uh, yesterday, the 23rd of January at 0900, the Board of Supervisors convened uh, their traditional meeting. One of their agenda items was reference uh, the ongoing dispute between the Orange County Sheriff's Department um, and the Orange County Fire Authority. We, uh, we sent a contingent, obviously be led by uh, Fire Chief uh, McIntosh and uh, Sandra Hutchins, the sheriff, was there and the board wanted to speak. Uh, with them, reference the ongoing mediation, and then also some some latest and greatest reference the sheriff's um, walking away from the MOU and operating plan, and then the ad hoc committee uh, reference the Canyon 2 fire, which is Sean Nelson and uh, Board of Supervisor, and then also um, our, our very own uh, Director Todd Spitzer. And so there was a lot of conversation reference to helicopters, and so this um, obviously, very difficult situation and uh, tough topic um, is something that we wanted to share with you. Make sure that you have the information. We're going to uh, both provide you a video link through um, another uh, email that will provide that for you. But then this podcast specifically will outline kind of the whole stem to stern event. It starts with public comments where you have uh, Chief Perkins. Um, speaking for the COA, as well as uh, Chief Tom Schultz, uh, Garden Grove Fire Chief, who's speaking on behalf of the Orange County Fire Chiefs Association. They share their public comments, and then it goes into um, the Orange County Sheriff uh, Hutchins, uh, and then followed by uh, Chief McIntosh. And then there's some interplay between uh, the Board of Supervisors, as well as uh, the Fire Chief, and then their legal counsel. So again, wanted, as we've said all along, let's continue to... Um, do the great things that we continue to do every day. The fire authority runs somewhere between 450, 500 calls a day. Um, and that's pretty amazing. And so let's, let's focus on the good. Let's continue to work and provide professional service to the best of our ability in all areas, including aviation and, uh, and, and ground support. Um, so I just wanted to remind you that we're going to continue to work. There's uh, upcoming meetings with the board of supervisors. There's also Coming up here tomorrow night, Thursday the 25th, will be our normally scheduled January board meeting where this is already agendized on a closed session conversation with the board uh, for, the, for the JPA, the fire authority. So a lot of moving parts, a lot going on, but just wanted to make sure that uh, all the information that we had that we can share with you, um, and, and, and not only that, which is open source, but make it easy as possible. And that's why we're doing kind of a two-pronged attack here with... We're going to provide the podcast for those of you who might be working at your desk or driving your vehicle to or from work, as well as a video link via email um, that'll be coming shortly. So stay tuned. Again, stay positive. Uh, continue to do the professional and great work that you've done. All right. Well, um, I think that's a fair amount of background for you. Uh, without any further ado, wanted to provide you the audio that I spoke of. Um, and here she goes. Good morning, Good morning, honorable board members. I'm here to speak on the supplemental item regarding the uh, mediation with the Orange County Sheriff's Department and OCFA regarding helicopter rescues. My name is Tom Schultz, and I'm the fire chief of the Garden Grove Fire Department, but I'm also the president of the Orange County Fire Chiefs Association. The Orange County Fire Chiefs Association represents all your fire protection in Orange County, local as well as OCFA as a group. We're asking that the board find a resolution to the current situation related to rescue helicopters in Orange County. We strongly believe this is a critical issue and must be resolved sooner than later. The aircraft helicopter issue you're discussing requires that the Orange County Fire Chiefs Association express our deep concerns. We are concerned for the safety of our first responders, our patients, and our citizens. The use of aircraft during any emergency is one of the most dangerous operations that can be conducted. Whether you work for the fire service or law enforcement, we would both agree that this is a high-risk operation. Local jurisdictions are ultimately responsible for incident management and what happens to their cities. The local jurisdiction must decide what is the appropriate approach and risk tolerance to solve the problem. Incident resource usage and coordination is critical. Again, incident management responsibility must remain with the local jurisdiction. The local jurisdiction must be able to control, coordinate, 
order or not order the resources they feel are appropriate. The current aircraft situation has created a risk-benefit scenario that we are no longer comfortable with. We've had issues that have happened at our local agencies throughout the county. Short-term EMS incidents, we believe, should be managed by the local jurisdiction, allowing them to determine what is the best plan and what resources are the best to fix the problem. Long-duration issues, we have no problem, and we believe the sheriffs would manage that the best. The Orange County Fire Services is recognized by the state as the provider of EMS. We respectfully request that the board uh, resolve this issue and restore the MOA before that worked well, filling both those needs I just discussed. And I want to thank you for your time very much. Thank you. <clears throat> Good morning, uh, Honorable Board. My name is Tim Perkins, and I've been a citizen of Orange County 45-plus years. I'm here representing the Chief Officers Association of the Orange County Fire Authority. The Chief Officers Association is made up of Battalion and Division Chief Command Staff tasked with managing all risk incidents. I'd like to share a few concerns regarding today's supplemental agenda, S-35A Helicopter Rescue. Been a firefighter for over 20 years, been a battalion chief for the last five and over the 10 years, have experience in aviation as it relates to rescue and aerial firefighting. I serve on a California Type 1 Incident Management Team and participated in multiple fires in October up in Ventura and have additional experience with the sheriffs flying in Duke 1 as a helicopter coordinator on the Holy Jim Fire in 2016 the Canyon Fire in 2017. The chief officers represented here today are here to express their concerns regarding how medical aids are being handled in the parks and the recreational areas throughout Orange County and to help stop the politics behind all this. We would like to see a good working MOU with the sheriffs that are followed and coordinate an emergency air operations response. The lack of any agreement allows for independent action which is a recipe for disaster. The heart of this issue really comes down to the definition of search and rescue and what's a medical aid. I'd like to share a quick situation that occurred in my battalion over this weekend. A citizen crashed his bike in Whiting Ranch and called 911 for help. This medical aid was never transferred from the sheriff to the OCFA. We didn't send paramedics that could have responded from the fire station down the street. We didn't send an ambulance. We didn't send anybody because we didn't know about it. What was sent was a single sheriff helicopter to handle the whole incident, this, and this has happened before. There is no risk assessment in this, and there, nowhere in the state or do we operate this way. How can every response be a helicopter transport? The citizens of Orange County deserve to know that if they call 911, the closest resources are responding to help them. This is why there are paramedics at every fire station around the corner from these parks. The Whiting Ranch call this past weekend at Mustard Trail and Four Corners is like saying at El Toro and Five Freeway. These patients aren't lost, and they're typically on a high visible tra trail at rarely alone. This is not search and rescue. The chief officers are asking the Board of Supervisors can help mediate and come up with a solution for the uh, best works for both agencies and the citizens of Orange County. Thank you. Thank you. Chairman Nelson and Supervisor Spitzer, discussion regarding mediation with Orange County Sheriff's Department and Orange County Fire Authority regarding helicopter rescue. Okay, um, Vice Chair Nelson. Uh, I, I, I joined uh, Supervisor Spitzer in agendizing this for one simple reason. Um, we have to make sure that we have an answer. When, when we have two departments that don't see eye to eye, for whatever reason, uh, we have the law that uh, says whatever it says. I suppose we can seek a court remedy. Uh, but the other portion of this is, then what? I don't know, and I, I'd like to, to ask uh, our, our sheriff what, you know, aside from just sort of being, being right and having the authority to do certain things, then what? Uh, do we invoke the FAA? Uh, they license pilots. I mean, wh wh where do we go when we have uh, two groups that just disagree? And I, I guess my question is, let's assume we're doing everything right and the other group is wrong, but we don't really have authority to make them do it our way. How do I support you, Sheriff, you're at the mic. What do I need to do to make sure that we don't have a catastrophe? Other than, you know, bless you from the dais and say, hey, we're, we're right, they're wrong. Um, they don't agree, and I don't have authority to make them agree. Any suggestion? Where do I go? Do I ask the FAA to review these incidents, start revoking pilots' licenses, uh, which, which may be an appropriate remedy? Um, if a civilian pilot behaved in the manner that I'm getting information that we have 
tape and video that some of these some of these episodes are are including, um, a civilian pilot would be grounded. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I just have faith that d- despite the cumbersome of uh, nature of bureaucracy, these pilots would be grounded, their license would be taken. If the kind of behavior that I understand is taking place, and I'm I'm here on one side, but I accept the version until uh, it comes out otherwise. How do I help you and and society avoid a catastrophe? All right. So in answer, uh, Supervisor Nelson, in answer to your question, I've asked the same question. Who do we go to? Uh, As you know, we've been grappling with this issue in terms of air rescue uh, for some time. And uh, I am quite frankly very frustrated that we have not been able to come to an agreement, um, although many, many people have tried to do that in good faith. Our last venture was with a mediator, uh, which I am fully prepared to go back to and ask for the mediator to present us with his recommendation. Uh, And so um, I believe fire authority, I won't speak for them, but in a short conversation with the chief, I believe that they're willing to do that, but they um, need the uh, fire authority board approval is my understanding. With respect to incidents reported, I can tell you that we have investigated every single allegation that's been made against the sheriff's department air operations. I would be very happy to have an outside expert come and review that, and I would suggest that the same be done at the Orange County Fire Authority um, if, if I'm getting close to answering your question. Well, I don't know if that s- is... Sort of. I, I accept yeah. um, our version is, look, we, we've looked into it. We don't, we don't believe... We, we have an independent party that we've hired to try and look into some fire incidents. Uh, gentleman was in one of the Duke helicopters, witnessed... I mean, he doesn't have any stake in any of this. Witnesses... Uh, OC fire uh, copter, and I don't want to get the facts wrong, but it, but essentially paraphrasing uh, his version. Witnesses attempts to reach them on the radio, radio silence, which is not appropriate protocol, and then some game of airborne chicken where the sher- sheriff's helicopter is sort of challenged by another helicopter flying at them. Okay, that that's so far outside the realm of acceptable. Somebody needs their license taken now. And I'm not throwing an allegation at us. What happens when we investigate and you find nothing wrong? Who do I go to and investigate the other side? Who do I appeal to? Who's the higher authority here? Right. I don't know. So in, in law enforcement, in fire, air support, there really is no one that I'm being told by the safety organizations because I've asked the same question. Who comes in and says you're doing this right safely or you're not doing it safely. Uh, The only uh, entity that I'm aware of are the entities that that exist for the purpose of establishing safety standards and would come and take a look. Uh, For example, our subject matter experts that came in during the mediation to represent Firehead, their subject matter expert, we had a subject matter expert. So I, I think we, you know, if, if in a perfect world, I would say, let's have somebody come outside and take a look at this in terms of safety issues, specific incidents in terms of safety. There's been so much innuendo and, and complaints and, and allegations that are just floating out there. Um, I really am a person that operates from facts. And let's look at the facts, not at what somebody said at some incident. I'd really like to have it investigate it and look at the facts. I understand there is investigation going on, but I really think we need to call in somebody who is a air rescue safety expert. Well, I don't disagree, and uh, for, the, for the safety of everybody, I don't care who's right. I just want to make sure that the facts, that, that, that your people are protected, uh, that the sanctity of your operations are protected, and frankly, the fire authority as well. Uh, we, ju- we just can't have the, the current environment, and I'm, I'm nervous th- that there's no final authority to resolve uh, the, this, this turf. 
however appropriately it should be described, whether it's a turf dispute or a protocol dispute, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any criticism of the department. I don't want to have any criticism of the fire authority. There's so much I don't know. But in the end, I, I suppose our, our board just has to perhaps uh, make some contact with the federal government and find out if they have any desire to weigh in on this. I don't know how to get to get our position um, other than we argue we're right, I don't know how to get a, a higher authority to say that is correct. This group is right, this group is wrong, and this is where they will sort of stand down. Um, because the, the current standoff is, I, I, I know and believe that you have done everything you can do. My concern is that the other side doesn't agree, and even if they're wrong, that doesn't fix it. You know, it's sort of uh, the, the, the righteous knowledge that we are correct at the county side. If, if there's an incident, I, I'm just not sure how good being right's gonna gonna help everyone if it turns out that their disagreement, in my made up hypothetical, ends up with uh, what we all fear, which is sooner or later these birds are gonna touch uh, or they're gonna hit something because they're swerving to avoid each other. And, and then I'm not sure it's going to matter who's right. I mean, in the end, I suppose one agency will pay out a bunch of liability dollars, but that, that's not what I'm worried about. We, we, <clears throat> we're just so much better than this. And I, I, I appreciate you answering the question. I, I guess we're just going to have to search uh, our, our, our own resources and find out if there's someone at the federal level uh, that, that deals with air operations and licensing of pilots that, that is going to step in um, and and offer us some solution in all this because well I have some of the same fears supervisor and and I um, reached out to um, Chief McIntosh and some of the independent fire chiefs with the intent of discussing with them our um, operating uh, platform now and so that everybody understands so that we have communication you heard from one of the from the president of the Chiefs Association talking about you know, the cities having um, control of what happens, and I, I am fully behind that, absolutely. I think it's a matter, as I've told them, of communication, and we are working together to get a dialogue so everybody understands what the response will be, what the protocols are, um, and we're going to make that very clear and do everything we can from the Sheriff's Department standpoint uh, to to communicate with all our um, with all of our public safety uh, providers. Supervisor Bartlett. Okay, so we, we do need to get a resolution to this. We've had a number of near misses. Um, Supervisor Spitzer and I serve on, on not only the board here, but also on the fire authority board. And I think collectively we're all concerned. We, safety is the number <clears throat> one issue. And, uh, but we need to have protocols in place. When you talk about um, reverting back to the state model, um, we have 58 counties in the state of California, and there was a state model that was developed for the search and rescue. And looking at the state model, I think it's looking at, you know, we have some counties that are very small. Some of the counties are small to the point where they're smaller than one of the cities in my district. So we have some really tiny counties. And I think the state model takes that into account for a lot of those small counties that do not have a fire authority or a robust uh, county fire department because they don't have the resources. And so that's where the state model, I think, works for some of the smaller counties. Orange County, being the third largest county in the state with three and a half million people, we have a robust sheriff's department. We also have an Orange County fire authority with a lot of resources for search and rescue. And so when you take a look at our county versus other counties and the state model, we probably need something that is a modification of the standard state model because we've got resources that are here locally um, through the fire authority. There needs to be a balance with everybody working together. And right now we don't have that. And I think we're in some of the situations we're putting some of these um, people that are out there in search and rescue in harm's way, whether it be the first responders or the people that are being, you know, um, taken into a helicopter or transported um, by an ambulance. And when you look at 90% of the search and rescue victims um, should probably be transported by ambulance to the hospital. Um, fire authority puts them in an ambulance when necessary and puts them in the hospital and takes them to the hospital. Um, when you take a look at the sheriff's department, everything is air transport. So 
I have a concern when you talk about cost and efficiency with regard to the air transport of these um, of these victims to the hospital um, via air transport, which is very expensive. And then you've got the um, situation where um, sometimes the helicopters have to pick up and land and then pick up again. So that, that double um, pick up and landing before the person actually gets transported somewhere. We, we, we need to have somebody, and I agree with um, <clears throat> Supervisor Nelson, we need to have some type of a mediation where we have a final solution to this, where somebody will step in and has the authority with the experts that come, uh, come forth to say, this is the type of modified MOU that we need to have here at the County of Orange with regard to search and rescue with the Sheriff's Department doing X, Y, and Z, and the Fire Authority doing D, E, and F. Um, we, we've had 40 meetings with no solution. We've gone through a mediation. But we have to agree at this point, we need to get a final determination with a plan of action that includes both the Sheriff's Department and the Fire mm -hmm. Authority with clear lines of delineation on who's going to do what. We cannot put the public at risk. We cannot put our first responders at risk. So I, I agree. We need to figure out how we're going to move forward. We've got to bring in experts, and we've got to have a, some type of a mediation where there is a recommendation. And whatever that recommendation is, both sides agree they will follow the recommendation. So I just want to get your, your thoughts on that and also with um, yes. Chief McIntosh coming well, in to respond. Well, first of all, I'm not used to – I'm not new to air support operations. When I was in L.A. County, I was a manager overseeing search and rescue and air operations. So I'm not new to this. Having um, disagreements is not unique to the County of Orange. You're correct. We have great resources in this county compared to smaller counties. And we have a wealth of resources that we could be utilizing in a better fashion. I would agree with you 100%. The process that you talked about is exactly the process we just went through and could not get any traction. We did submit, we on the Sheriff's Department side, and I won't get into a lot of detail because the mediation may still be going on, have submitted and tried to come up with some agreement uh, in terms of, you know, where there is access uh, by a road, certainly that is something fire should do. Um, you're talking about the Sheriff's Department doing mostly rescues by the air, but those are because those are in remote areas largely. So I would be happy to uh, go through any rescue that we've done and explain what the thinking was on that. I, too, would like to come to an agreement with fire authority and the chiefs, <clears throat> the fire chiefs in this county. Uh, I've always been proud of the fact that in California we work very closely together because of all the disasters we work together on. This is a small part of what we do as public safety providers, and we should be able to come up with an agreement. And I will just commit to you that I will continue to try and do that. I had some hope that uh, we had a mediator and we were going to get there, and I have not I have not written that off. Uh, I just saw, saw no value in continuing to extend an MOU that created more confusion about who's in charge. I think you eliminate some of these incidents when you have an agency in charge. Certainly doesn't mean that we don't use other resources in the county. To me and to the person on the ground and certainly I'm sure to the fire authority and the chiefs, fire chiefs, the most important thing is that person gets rescued and gets rescued safely and gets the treatment that they need. We're all, we all agree to that. We just have a different way of how we get there. Right, and it's a matter of how do we get there. Right. Because we've gone through the mediation and that was not successful. So we need something more along the lines of, of a binding arbitration or something where we have an independent entity that comes in, um, both parties are allowed to weigh in, and the independent entity basically has a, a, a ruling that says, okay, this is what we are going to follow. And both sides, both Sheriff's Department and Fire Authority agree that, okay, whatever is the outcome of that, that ruling or that arbitration, um, both sides agree that that will be followed. Because we, we both have, you know, both with the Sheriff's Department and the Fire Authority, they're outstanding <clears throat> with the public safety work that they do. There's just no question about that. They're the best in their fields. Um, but we have to have a collaborative working arrangement that is going to work for the long term. So we, we have to somehow 
you know, cobble together here some type of a um, working arrangement, and if it takes somebody coming in with both sides weighing in, but that final arbiter, if that person says, you know, the sheriff's department will do this and fire authority will do that, um, both sides have to agree with the final outcome. Um, we, we can't just, you know, take the bat and ball and go home. We, we've got to come up with a, a program that's going to work for the long term. Um, we've got great resources here at the county. It's a matter of how do we put them to the best use, where it's, it's cost effective, it's efficient, and we're not putting the public in any harm's way. And we've got everybody working collaboratively together. So um, I appreciate your comments. And I would also like to, to call up Chief McIntosh to, to come up and give your um, your analysis, and, and do you agree that this might be an appropriate way to go to come to a final resolution on this? I would just like to ha add one comment. There is one more piece that we can do with this mediation, and that is to have the mediator recommend an outcome. That's what I would like. And so that's not binding. Uh, yeah. Well, to my knowledge, that's not binding, um, but both parties uh, could agree to um, abide by what that ruling is, is my understanding, unless I'm wrong, Leon, I'm, you have to correct me on that, Mr. County Counsel. To agree to abide by it is to agree to binding arbitration. I mean, the mediation, by definition, is voluntary. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, you can agree or not agree, but if, to use the word binding is yeah. contradictory in, by, by legal definition. Right. So, so I, that's what I would like <clears throat> to see, Supervisor Bartlett. Um, the last information we got is that um, fire needed to have uh, the fire authority board approval before they could accept that. So I okay, I and, that, and that's that. something that uh, we can certainly, uh, with Supervisor Spitzer and myself sitting on the fire authority, we board, have closed session on Thursday. You know, take that to the board. Um, but and I appreciate your comments, Sheriff Hutchins. Um, if we could have uh, well, Chief McIntosh come up, do, well, hold on, but Supervisor okay. Bartlett for a moment. Okay. Um, you've been waiting, Supervisor Spitzer. Did you have any follow-up questions for I the do, sheriff? I do, to the sheriff, I do. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Just, I, I was the one that asked and wanted to ask uh, Chief McIntosh. So, so do you want to start I do with want to ask now? the sheriff a question. Okay, so Chief McIntosh, can you stand by for a moment? Um, sheriff Hutchins. <clears throat> so, Sheriff, I'm really disturbed um, because... You run an agency, and you're elected to run a first responder agency, and Chief McIntosh is the interim chief, and he also is running a first responder agency and has done it for 30-plus years, just like you have. And yet we need to go to binding arbitration to figure out how the sheriff's department and fire are going to get along in our county. These are first responders who run to danger, and the situation is creating danger. These are first responders. It, on January 14th, two days um, before the sheriff uh, issued her press release to revoke the MOU over my district at Irvine Regional Park, um, there was this incident that was referred to. And if you haven't listened to the air traffic, you should. And it, it was a situation where, you know, a rescue or attempted rescue or something was in process. And the other agency, the fire authorities, helicopter got in that same airspace. And there was questions, why are you doing this? The thing that, Sheriff, you issued a statement, a press release on January 16th, where you said, quote, it's in the public's best interest that the Sheriff Department serve as a primary provider for remote area search and rescue. So you have now defined it consistent, I think, with what you believe is your authority under state law and what county council has advised you, your authority is state law. So when you say you wanna go back to mediation or potentially open that door, why did you say it's in the public's best interest for the sheriff's department to take the lead in all cases now? Why did you say that? I think, well, I believe that to be the case based on if you look at our capabilities and our staffing versus the Orange County Fire Authority staffing, mm -hmm. I think we are in a better position. There's always been the allegation made that, gee, the sheriff's helicopters are rushing to calls. I've heard that from fire authority management many times. The fact of the matter is we're in the air. So they're probably 
99% of the time going to be there first. It's not that they're rushing to calls. That statement, what that statement does not say and what is part of our operating plan is certainly if we are not available, the Sheriff's Department's not available or has an extended response, we certainly would call on mm -hmm. other resources in the county. At the point that I issued that, I, as you know, I had extended that MOU several, several times. And there continued to be incidents that, that occurred between fire and sheriff's department right, personnel right. that created the same concerns that Supervisor Bartlett and Supervisor Nelson have articulated, the same concerns that I have. When it did not appear that we were getting anywhere in mediation, and again, we have one final shot at that, which I'm willing to participate in, I thought that the safest thing to do was delineate a clear line on who is responsible, consistent with the board resolution and consistent with Cal OES guidelines. Right. So there are I many, many, many models, MOUs throughout the state, depending on the resources available and the size and a number of other political considerations. To me, uh, that was, I, I believe that, I believe that statement that I wrote, I tried to make it clear. We, I also wrote in there, we will continue to work with our other public safety partners in the county, um, and I hope that that does improve. But you said something I want to dwell on, and it transitions into why I opened my statement to the chair about why I wanted to ask Chief McIntosh a question of, and that is the following. You made a finding, and you put it out in a press release about it being in the public's best interest. You're relying on the board's MOU, which we passed, um, and you, you're indicating under the state rules and regulations you have the authority. But Chief McIntosh, this morning, irrespective of the action by the Sheriff of Orange County, and all this has been very clearly written, you, you had a battalion chief who indicated, quote, nothing has changed just because the sheriff made a statement. And so that's my question to you, sir, is, the sheriff is an elected highest law enforcement official in our county. She believes that she has this authority. County councils confirmed it. The board passed a resolution. How now does your battalion chief say that it doesn't matter what the sheriff of Orange County has done? Nothing, quote, she just made a statement. How in the world is that just making a statement? You are the chief. Certainly, maybe a little background first, and then I'll try and answer that question for you. Um, first, I can guarantee you that the commitment to safety that I hear our sheriff is no more than the commitment to safety of the Orange County Fire Authority and the men and women that make up that agency and our air operations program. Um, our pilots, their experience, their training, is um, off the charts, above reproach. We operate regularly up and down this state with local, state, and federal aviation resources, both fire and law on a regular basis. Some of the challenges, I think, with the um, MOU that was extended in the operating plan is if you read it, it wasn't being followed. Um, and I'll, at the end, I would get to a recommendation uh, for this board, but a little bit of background first. Um, the fire authorities provided rescue services in remote and off-road locations of Orange County for decades, which has included responding to injured hikers, injured bicyclists, victims of vehicle accidents, victims trapped in winter storms. Um, we have first responders, paramedics, technical rescue teams, highly trained technical rescue teams strategically located uh, throughout this county to provide those services. And for nearly 20 years, the fire authority has provided helicopter rescue services to support those critical ground resources. In fact, recent years, we've even gone as far as to work with our local equestrian community to develop uh, procedures to rescue large animals uh, that fall into ravines, which we have done on several occasions. Uh, so our air rescue program has been in place for over 20 years. Very um, solid safety program. 
um, safety briefings, reporting of any incidents to state and federal agencies. Um, I can't begin to tell you the commitment to safety that we have with our air operations program. And we've always agreed, the Orange County Sheriff has always managed long duration search and rescue uh, operations for missing and lost persons when a hiker becomes lost. The kind of incidents that require ground-based search teams, um, search dogs, aerial search, um, and the response and management of short duration medical aid rescue type incidents have always been managed by the fire authority. In fact, I believe you have letters from at least 21 of our cities and the Orange County Fire Chiefs Association asking for that exact delineation um, to continue. That's the exact delineation that exists in the MOU and the operating plan that was just canceled. It clearly states for uninjured persons that are missing, sheriff is the primary. I could read you the quote. It clearly says for injured persons, sheriff helps looks for them. The rescue component is the fire authority. That's clearly delineated. It outlines communications. It outlines the incident command system. If both agencies commit to that MOU and that operating plan, putting it back in place until this issue is resolved and commit to following it exactly as it's written, uh, we have the model program for anybody to follow. What's your recommendation since we said we'd do this in a half an hour? Um, okay, a, a couple of things. I think some of the California government code referenced, and I know this board took action, um, it does include something in that section that says it does not construe to vest any additional powers for search and rescue upon sheriffs or other public agency providers that provide search and rescue. We're continuing to dispatch to remote rescues as we have done and provide those ground-based and aerial resources make a risk assessment to determine whether it should be a ground rescue or an aircraft rescue, and that's what our legal counsel has directed us to do, that that is with our, within our legal authority. I guess my recommendation to this board would be to put back in place immediately the MOU and the operating plan, hold both of us chiefs to commit to what that MOU and operating plan says, and then with the leadership of this board, and hopefully close session discussions with my board, of which uh, you should be there, um, we can get direction from our board to come to a joint resolution and commit to the citizens of Orange County the absolute best rescue services. I think, you know, unfortunately, to unilaterally say we're taking over things that the fire authority has done and done professionally and with excellence for the last 20 years is wrong. That's not fair. It's not right. Um, but let's get to a solution and let's find the answer. Let's use the leadership that exists in this county, on this board, on our board, my colleague in her chair over there and myself, and, and let's get it done. Um, but my immediate recommendation would be let's put that MOU back in place, the operating plan back in place. Let's commit to holding to uh, do exactly what it says, which clearly, again, delineates the roles on each type of incident, um, as well as the communications and the, the incident command. Put that in place. That's our safety net. That provides us the framework which to operate safely. Um, we have years and years and years, year after year, of being recognized our air operations. Let me just ask you one question so in the interest of time. Yeah. Can you commit now until and unless that, that discussion's had, because it hasn't been had, and the sheriff has revoked the MOU, right. that this statement from uh, one of your BCs that nothing has changed, will you at least commit that this re revoking of the MOU will stand now unless and until there's a substitute understanding. So we don't take and we don't risk any air operations, both to your, your personnel, the sworn personnel, and people on the ground, civilians who might be injured, God forbid, if there was an, an air disaster. Are you asking me to stop response of our air resources? I'm asking you if you're going to agree to and understand that there, there is a changed the, sher the sheriff has made a pronouncement under state law. And our legal counsel has directed me to continue to operate in the way we have, irrespective of the MOU. We will commit to strong radio communications, strong incident communications, and utilization of the proper resource. Um, until Thursday night, I've got direction from our legal counsel not to change how we're operating and that we do it in a safe manner, which we're committed to in our procedures and our policies. and the MOU provided for. All right. Mr. Chair, uh, I appreciate uh, Chief McIntyre.
or he's thank you. He's he's a professional Huntington Beach chief. Was a fire. He's a you're an amazing man, Chief McIntosh, and I respect you to the nth degree. But in while this is unresolved, that statement is a very, very, very dangerous potentiality for our county. That's why we agendized this because I was afraid that there would be a difference of opinion. And now it doesn't change anything about two agencies racing to calls. That's not good for our county. Okay. Um, the concern I have here is I, we have heard from county council as to the power that the sheriff has. You have a vote from this board conferring that uh, and affirming that authority in the sheriff. And the sheriff has made a, a, a declaration of, of position that is supported in law. And what I'm hearing from not just the battalion chief, but also from you today as you cite counsel for OCFA, that you will continue to operate in a way that you see fit as long as you do it in a safe manner, which doesn't mean anything to me sitting here because it doesn't give me a guideline that I can rely upon. So at this point, I, I have, without knowing, and I'm not going to get into the facts of the dispute between the two departments, if you two in, the, in your own business can't come to a resolution after all these months, you're not going to find resolution through me here. I don't have wisdom of Solomon up here. So my question for county council is this. You have already opined as to the power vested in state law in the sheriff. The question I have is, when it comes to an incident, a first response, what is um, the legal um, power granted to, the, to whoever is the first responder? In this case, it would most likely be the sheriff department. As, uh, um, in, with regards to the airspace that they occupy, Okay, so, so now there has to be at some point there's an intrusion by somebody who comes in later. And, and that has to violate something. It cannot, I cannot believe that if the, if the law says the sheriff's department, you have the power to, to do search and rescue, you're there and then, and then have that power be somehow undermined by another agency. And what um, kind of you know, remedies do we have as this board in order to enforce the law that we believe that exists based on your opinion? Well, uh, thank you, Chairman Doe. And um, I appreciate the question. And it is a very serious issue. And I think the answer uh, was alluded to by Mr. Uh, by Supervisor Spitzer in, a, in an article I read this morning. Interference with a peace officer in the performance of their duties is a crime. Sure. So rather than OCFA counsel saying uh, allegedly to the OCFA, continue on, I see that as the most reckless thing that an attorney could ever say, because you're placing your client in harm's way. Right, Not only is there a public safety component, but they could potentially be criminally prosecuted if they continue on with the status quo. Right, right. But I'm a, as a formal prosecutor, I'm telling you, it's in how you define the space. What does that mean, right? Interfering in the administration of justice, okay? And we, we fight through this all the time, 148A, right? Yep, okay. And so... So here, we're not talking about something in close confine, you know, here we're talking about an empty big space. So therefore, it may be unsafe to us, but it may be safe in the, in the no, kind of uh, air, um, airplane, air pilot type of world. I don't know. So that's where we need, at some point, some guidance on how far does it have to go before it reaches the 148A type of conduct. Because I'm sitting here, all I hear is allegations of plane entering space. Well, what does that mean, space? And, and how close does it have to be before it constitutes an interference? Well, and, thank you, Chairman. I do believe that OCMS, not the Sheriff's Department, but the Orange County Emergency Management System, already made one referral to the District Attorney's Office because of perceived OCFA interference. And that would be you know, be handled by the sheriff. If it happened again, it would be a referral to the DA's office, and then the DA would determine if there is evidence uh, to prove a crime beyond a reasonable doubt. So, but again, but, this is a very, very serious uh, right. issue. It's a public safety issue and potentially a crime if, uh, if OCFA interferes with the actions of sheriff's <coughs> department pilots. The, the criminal investigation is within the purview of the DA's office. That's not what we are here for. The question I have is, at some point, and it's a request more than, than a question, 
is at some point we need to have uh, a memo to outline the type of remedies that are available to us, right? I mean, at some point we have some contractual relationship with OCFA. And the question then is, what can we do as a board of supervisors? I don't know. I'm sitting here and all I hear sure. are, are, you know, cross allegations and, and of, of maybe that will involve public safety. And, and I don't know where do we go from here. I'm not going to be here and be an arbiter of fact. That's going to have to be between the two of them. All I need to know is if I believe one side, then what remedies are available to us? Okay. All right. Look at that. Uh, thank you. I think Supervisor Bartlett, you're next. Yes, thank you, Chair. So both the Sheriff's Department and the Fire Authority have vast resources. I mean, we've got the best and the brightest on both sides. Um, one thing I'm doing right now is just gathering. So there are 14 large counties out of 58 counties in the state of California. Um, and they're all over the map with regard to following the, the state model and variations of that state model. So we're in the process of just gathering information to see what best practices are for the 14 large counties here in California. So that's one thing that I'm, I'm doing in, in my board office. But we always want best practices, and we want to be able to utilize the resources where we need to use them, um, when we need to use them. We, we have an impasse right now, and Chief McIntosh, my question to you is, Sheriff Hutchins has agreed um, today that to, to bring both parties back to an independent third-party uh, arbiter, but the recommendations that come out of that um, meeting um, the Sheriff's Department would abide by that. Is that something that you can agree to subject to the approval of the OCFA board? But is that something that you would agree to? Otherwise, we're going to continue at an impasse, and we're going to get into legal wranglings. There's a whole host of, of things that are crossing over here into a very bad, very bad territory. And we need to get things re resolved as soon as possible. We've got to have a clear delineation of duties and responsibilities for search and rescue in the various situations. And they've got to be very clear lines of Sheriff's Department does A and Fire Authority does B, and everything is laid out so that we don't put anybody in harm's way, whether it be our first responders or the people we're trying to rescue. So I ask you <clears throat> the question that I asked the Sheriff. And as not being elected maybe is the uh, challenge there. Um, no, not until I uh, talk to the board and they provide direction in closed session with consultation of our legal counsel could I do that. Just like the county, the OCFA is a separate, separate entity, um, you know, a board just like this, and the legal counsel, uh, we're meeting in closed session, so it's unfortunate our meeting wasn't Tuesday and this one was Thursday. Um, because then we might have a better chance at an answer. But our closed session is Thursday night, and it's up uh, for discussion for all the remedies and get direction from our board of uh, where they want us to go. Um, and certainly I hope that that's to a resolution. Okay. If it's back to mediation, great. Um, if that's a, a place we can get a solution, that would be uh, good as well. I'm going to wrap this item up, this uh, discussion item, only at 12.45. So... Please um, Just judge your direct. comments accordingly. So I would ask, Mr. Page, I'd ask the following. I'd ask um, if there's board support. I just looked on the Cal OES, which is the California Office of Emergency Services. They're responsible for overseeing and coordinating emergency preparedness, response, recovery, and homeland security activities within the state of California. It also regularly dispatches team members to join first responders, emergency leaders, and those affected by disasters that threaten public safety to tell their stories. In other words, it's the highest authority I can think of in the state of California to deal with first responders. I think it's imperative that our council colleagues immediately notify the Office of Emergency Services that we have an absolute discrepancy here. The board has passed a resolution which allowed the sheriff to do what she did. And as much as I respect and love Pat, he's indicated that nothing has changed. That we have to immediately notify an agency in the state of California that has some jurisdiction over the licensing and other issues with respect to the state. And I think it's imperative to notify them, ask for their advice, and see whether or not they might be able to provide some guidance to you. I would leave that in our hands of our county council. But I don't feel comfortable walking out of here right now with, with his transparent answer, and I appreciate his honesty. That, to me, that spells potential disaster. 
and he's, he's answering exactly what David Kendig, apparently, who's our counsel at Fire Authority, who's advised him. But I think we have to notify the state. I think it's that serious. So I, colleagues, I would just ask that, whether it's OES, maybe I'm wrong, but I think Mr. Page needs to notify a state agency that oversees the licensing and, and oversight of, of public safety. Thank you. And I would add to that, if, uh, since they are the ultimate authority to get their legal opinion on the definition of, of how best practices, uh, safe space uh, in this kind of operation, uh, and, and then on, uh, on your own, give us options. What, what options are available to this board in order to protect public safety? Um, Mr. CEO, um, one last directive. Um, I assume the investigator we hired uh, to do this investigation is Steve Danley? Correct. Okay. Um, can you ask Mr. Danley to come in and probably meet with each and every one of the supervisors? Um, so that way we know we deal with him, we have a direct communication, and that anything that he uh, learns will be reported to all supervisors. So certainly. When we first uh, retained uh, Mr. Danley, he was uh, directed to make contact with each office and offer initial briefing, um, but I'll also check on a follow-up. So um, I have a call with him this Friday. I have not talked to him at all, have not heard from him. Have you, anybody? Yeah, so, uh, okay. Sean and I have. Okay, I just want, no. There's certainly. Three yes, two no's, not well, acceptable. We're, I'm sorry, real quick. We're the ad hoc, so he's briefed us um, about the scope of work, which right now is only about the Canyon Fire 2. Mm -hmm. So if you, after meeting with Mr. Danley, thought that we needed to expand his scope in any way whatsoever related to this new discussion, then that would be, well, his scope of work would have to be expanded. I don't want to expand the scope. I'm just, I, I thought I heard reference to something, some observation. I assume that was from... He was a Witness. A, that's what I mean, a witness in the helicopter, right? And, and so, I'm, I, okay, he was there in what capacity, and, and I need to know if he's going to have observations that directly impacts his investigation, then all supervisors should be apprised of that, okay? There should, we shouldn't, for me to sit here as a chair and not know what happened, that's not acceptable. And I sit here next to the previous chair, and she didn't know either, so I'm telling you, this is, that's not acceptable practice here, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Chairman Doe, can I just... Uh... So there was board discussion about contacting the FAA. Is, is that also falling on, uh, on my office, or will a, is a board office planning to make that contact? I don't know if we want to go appropriate. to that. Okay, all right, so we'll yes, just stand down just, on that, and yeah. then also you're asking for options uh, available to you. All right, right. thank you so much. Yes, we will notify Kelly. Perfect. Okay, so we uh, stand recessed. All right, well, as you can tell from uh, the uh, video uh, and slash audio for the podcast, um, it was a difficult meeting, um, but uh, we stand behind our position to provide the best service for the citizens of Orange County and to continue in our over 20-year aviation history of doing that in that particular genre of all-risk life safety services that we have provided. And so we're so proud of our aviation unit, those that support as well on remote rescues or any of the various calls that our aviation unit goes on. And we'll continue to push forward to try to do what's in the best interest of the citizens. So thanks again for tuning in. I know it was a little bit long, but uh, obviously a lot of information and content there we wanted you to have. So until we talk again, take care of each other and be safe out there.